Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello everyone. Zach Katie. Hey diddly ho. And Brett Freeman. Hello everyone. I like keeping you guys on your toes and not telling you who I'm going to go with first. I like it. I like it. I like seeing who's your favorite this week. Is the way I have it in my head? <laughs> Congratulations! So here's the question: Is is, is my favorite, favorite. Is, is my favorite first or last though? First, always first. It could yeah, be. Definitely. I mean, that could be you mean you're in the doghouse. Nah, that no, that's always last. Okay, fair. <laughs> Just like kids, you always love the first one. Brett's in the doghouse because he needs to learn to get good at X-wing. Probably. Last what week I was a bully. Do? This week I suck. <laughs> that's basically the two places you live. <laughs> Okay, so we had a ton of news drop on us between the rules reference guide. We've had we had a couple even I think in the uh, forum that popped up. I think it was only like two things in there. Um, I will pull them up for us. Uh, we had the points come out for the ships that were released on Friday, and we had the resistance pack come out. The um, preview for that. With all the new ships, it's just a T-70 and A-Wing, but a bunch of new pilots that, or not even really new pilots, but new pilot abilities, and um, and that's basically it, you know. We, we go months without having any news, and then we have one week where it's just three things right on top of each other. So, on top of all that, we have a little bit of news uh, for the group championship coming up so uh we'll get to that at the end and i think so why don't we start off with the rules reference um jonathan you seem to know a good amount about being a good player do you want to encapsulate what what happened in the rules reference no what you're referring to uh so being a good player you know you know you seem like you're like the friendliest player around yeah, Jonathan, good player, late. He's constantly making you miss <laughs> your, uh, you know, triggers and everything like that. So, oh, sorry, Jonathan, gotcha, uh, Lee, gotcha, gotcha, wing. I, I try, I try to rush through the system phase as quickly as possible, so you forget to decloak in your bombs. Gasp. Okay, so basically, no, no, <laughs> right. So basically, in the rules reference, we're not going to like go over and read everything, but down, um, everything like that, but. Basically, what it came down to was they had a big submission that even though you may forget something or everything that says may or must all get added to the ability queue. Like there is no because you didn't say this, it doesn't get added to the queue. Like everything is added to the queue at this point and it's on both players responsibility to you know, not really necessarily remind them, but like to kind of like go through the queue together to be like, okay, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Uh, then if you are the person with the May, you then get to decide if you will take that to the next step, if you want to trigger it or not trigger it. But it always gets added to the queue. So um, I'm a little curious about this reference though, as like what happens if. Like, you get to a certain point in the game. Like, if there's, like, a certain point in the game you hit, and then you'll be like, oh, I forgot this, and stuff like that. Like, is that something that, like, judges are going to be like, well, you have to rewind to that point because it all got added to the queue, and or, or do you just hit it to a certain point where you're just like, 
that's a missed opportunity. Like, are we done with the missed opportunity saga? And can you rewind every game at this point to go back? So, my, I mean, my take from reading it was that it's not really going to change too much on what is going to, like, get rewound and what's not. It's just more, hey, everyone, you have a responsibility for both players to keep track of all these triggers. And if you screw up, then, you know, we might use that penalty point system that, you know, doesn't see a lot of use right now. Um, and it, it seemed to me like that was really going to be the main uh, way of enforcing it. Not that they were going to be like, all right, let's go back two rounds so you can drop that prox mine. Um, or, or even maybe necessarily, oh, you've, you've moved two ships. Now you have some information. We're not going to rewind for you to do that bomb. Uh, you know, keep track, everyone. Here's a penalty point. Is how I think it's going to go. Sure. Penalty. And I don't points. know what you're talking about. I'm using penalty points in my everyday life now. <laughs> Zach just she was sitting on three. <laughs> Zach said, just hands out yellow cards left and right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I think I'm on the same page as that. That it's just going to be, for the most part, it's if. You know, you want, you could, it's going to be, I think that's the thing that was, it's like, oh, I forgot to drop my bomb, you know, but so did you judge. Can we get some penalty points over here? Um, I, I don't know. I like, I like the idea of it. And like, I, you know, I, I do try to go through when I'm playing the game, like go through the different like stages and everything like that. Um, but I think it's also kind of hard to like remind your opponent of their triggers. Like, um. I think your best bet is to, like, FFG should just kind of, like, give out cards that be like, you know, system phase, this is what happens, you know. Almost like, you know, just little cue cards that they could do, but I, I think this is going to be hard to enforce. Um, I, I appreciate the ruling because I know a lot of people are very, like, you know, gotcha and all that stuff, but I think at the same time, um, you know, be cool to your opponent, and I think that's what they're trying to go with. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, cause I was talking a little bit to you guys about this before the recording, but, like, this stuff's always supposed to have been the case as far as what I understood. So I think it's now just, like, codifying it into actual rules as written rather than unspoken, you know, sportsmanship rules. So I don't know. I think I'm on the same page as you guys. I get it. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's... I, I mean, you're right. It, it's something that I think is just way too hard to enforce. And, like, I, I don't yeah, think... It's, I it's think everyone to enforce. Right, exactly. And I, I think people were always kind of like... If the opportunity is still there, that, like, nothing really kind of changes or no further information was out there, then, um, you know, it, it's always fine to go back and do it. Like, if... Or, like, something like that. Like, I, like something like you may re-roll this... Or not re-roll this dice, but... um. Let's say like I flip my first ship and my me flip, flipping my first ship has no effect on the game of me dropping that bomb. Then like that's like one thing. But I, I think if like I you know flip three ships and you'd be like, oh, I've got to drop my bomb. Like that's something that like is it's hard. It's hard to say. Like uh, I think you maybe like I said, FFG just kind of gives everyone like a card or something, or you go down the list and be like system phase. Everyone says, you know, you have to say, like, system phase over, you know, so people don't forget. Or, like, you know, and then go, like, activation phase. Like, I, I know it might sound childish or, you know, but I, I, you would not be surprised at how many times everyone just forgets their triggers. 
Oh, yeah. And I think this is definitely also a thing of it changes shockingly a lot depending on the level of play you're doing. Like, if you're at a major tournament, know your own shit. Like, that's the rules. It's, it's total 4D chess when you're, you know, playing your opponent's list at the same time. Like Yeah, like, at like, a major tournament, know your own damn list. No one is to blame if you forget your triggers at, you know, Worlds. Right. Um, um, at a local tournament, yeah, be more lenient. No, try and help out your opponent. Like, don't be that guy that's playing, you know, trying to play world's level super competitiveness at this four person tournament in the middle of nowhere and you just bully everyone, Brett. I was going to say, I know where this is going. <laughs> just for the record, I try to always remind everyone of all the triggers. Um, in part, because, right, I mean, that's part of my decision tree as well. So I, I mean, there, there might be times that I'm going to not think about it when I'm planning stuff, and then I'm probably not going to remind you about it because it just wasn't something in my mind. But I do have to say I was kind of discouraged by all the sniping back and forth between people this week about whether or not, you know, like it basically people saying like, hey, if you, you weren't already reminding everyone about all their triggers, you were a bad person or, or stuff like that. It was you a are. very discouraging week. I thought, right? Like, I, I try to go out of my way to remind people about stuff. I know there's plenty of times I have not. And those um, times you're a bad person. Right. I, I certainly don't ever try to rush anyone past anything, and I do always make a conscious decision that, you know, hey, if I feel like we, maybe we did go a little quick, like, they would have missed the, the chance to think about it, let's go back. Like, no problem. Um, you forgot to take an action? Of course, take a focus. Like, that is not an issue ever. Um and I think a lot of people probably have a similar mindset. Um, but, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people right, on other podcasts, and it just, you know, at the table saying, look, hey, we're at, you know, a cut in a regional. You know, why don't we just play a really clean game? Like, I don't I don't want us to, to really have any of these, oh, I owe you one from earlier type situations. Um, and, I mean, that's literally the same thing as, as what they're talking about. Right is saying, look, no, I, I don't want to have to to rewind for you. So you know, remember your shit, like Zach said. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was a discouraging week. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I think like complete tangent here, but like, there's still other things that I think FFG should be focusing on trying to get out of the game. That's not this, like fast play, like purposely trying to play quick so your opponent forgets their shit. Like that is. 100% of thing, we've all come across that guy at a tournament. Like, that's something that they could actively, like, put in the rules written down as, like, this is something to be, you know, that you can call a judge over for. There, there's all these lists of small aggressions, small infringements. And, like, why is this the thing that they call out? I don't know. That's the part that I don't quite understand. I'd like to see, like, tournament rules and regulations codified even if it's not like i'd actually like this to not be in the rules reference i would like there to be a tournament pack that has a lot more shit spelled out and make yeah, the, also just to make stuff easier on tos like there's nothing worse so than like, to of speaking from experience of being called over for like a situation that like there is no answer for especially if you didn't witness what happened And you, Jonathan, you're so going to say? They, uh, I was going to say, when they released the their overall floor rules, like before the pandemic, they had said that there was going to be floor rules for each of their specific, each of the games. 
you know, specific floor rules, but obviously, yeah. I guess COVID, you know, derailed all of that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. With going back to what you were saying, Brad, about like people sniping each other back and forth, like, yeah, I mean, you, you saw all these people that, like, I notify my like partner all the time of their triggers and blah 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 like yeah great sure i mean you you won the game um by playing you know the game yourself and i i know i mean like i said i i do definitely like if i see you have bombs you know i will constantly ask you know do you are you dropping a bomb are you not dropping a bomb um and like it may be a little bit shady to be like you know if you purposely don't bring it up that one time that you know but it's really your list on your um in your control like there's a reason that like people are, are like you know go through like you know six seven rounds in a day and playing and like yeah, I get it. You're you're mentally fatigued, you know. But you, so is your partner. They've basically um, your opponent, I should say. Uh, they're they're at the same point in the game at you, and like maybe that is part of the game. Like uh, I know, like it is just a game, but like it's kind of like you know, um, if you're like an athlete and be like, oh, you know, sorry, football players, you know, you guys didn't get a good night's sleep or something like that. That's on you, like. Or something like that, like, you know, if you're in a race, like, you know, oh, you didn't get a good night's sleep, you know, but, you know, here's a five-second head start, like, I I don't get, um, like, to a certain extent, like, like I said, I, I think everyone's kind of under that same mental prowess, and, and I think FFG could do, like, a, a thing, be like, okay, you know, maybe instead of putting this in the rules, being, like, at the end of each phase players must agree that they are done to move on like you know so that let's say okay are, are we done the planning phase great okay you know both players agreed and that way you can then be like okay both players agree that they're done the system phase you know because then when a to gets uh called over you can be like okay you know did both you guys agree that the system phase was over and then if both of you say yes and then you say like but I forgot to do this. Um, but it's also at the same time, it's a constant reminder that you are um, have a. You should remember abilities at that point. Um, now, with that being said, I think the rule itself like makes a lot of sense that they don't want to be bogging everything down, right? Where it's they don't want you to have to be like, oh, okay, I only have one thing in the system phase. I'm gonna make sure I tell you at the start of everything else after you've added your twelve things that I'm gonna add my bomb trigger. When it's finally, you know, my I-5 ship's turn, sure. and then I'm going to resolve it when it's I-5, right? So I totally understand the logic for saying everything gets added in the trigger, and you just figure out at the right time, or at, in the queue, and you just figure out at the right time if you're going to use that trigger. Um, it's, you know, really the the practical effect of it that's having all the, you know, the discussion, I think. Right. right? Yeah, like, like I said, I'm not bashing the rule at all. I think, I think it's very good, and I think... Um, it's definitely there to bring a very, you know, a more friendly, like, essence to the community and, and to the game so that, like, you can't just be like, I gotcha, you didn't do this or something like that, or, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I see so many times that, like, there's certain rulings that I do agree with and disagree with, and, like, and a lot of times they're community rulings, and I don't know... How I feel like we're you know when you add everything to this, um, it, it definitely takes away that accountability of the one person. Um, all right, so I so again, 
Oh, I was going to say, I have a suggestion on a way of keeping track of your own triggers. So when you're, when you lay out your list and you put down your cards, if you lay down your upgrade cards in order of things that proc in the planning phase, then the system phase, then activation, combat, end phase. So then they're just in chronological order rather than, um, rather than by type or anything like that. Yeah. Just something a, I had heard somewhere. That's a much better plan than what I do. I write organizedly. Yeah. D cloak in my hand in all caps. <laughs> and then I hold the two straight in my hand the entire time after I cloak. That's how I remember it. Right? And you still but forget. I have never forgotten to decloak in second edition. I was terrified. That's why I started the writing. Everything on my hand, but like when I would fly. But stuff the problem is now you're trying to decloak Anakin every game, and that's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people don't let me, but I've never forgotten to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, my consensus is I think it's a very good uh, rule that they added to it. That you know, it, it definitely adds that friendly competition. But I, I think um, it's it might cause more problems in the end than um, fixing. Anyway, let's yeah. let's move yeah. on. Um, okay, so what else do we have from the rules reference guy? Spending a shield is losing a shield. Shocker. Um, I don't want to throw too much shade around here, but I, I think we called this one. Um, I, I know certain people were ruling it that it was... Throw the shade. <laughs> no, we were not throwing shade. Certain people were ruling it that spending a shield does not count as losing a shield. Um, but it's clearly, I mean, I don't know if inertial dampeners quick draw anyway is going to even be that good. Um, but probably not, probably not. Right. Um, I think it's, it makes sense that this is, you know what it is. I mean, I think the thing that I would want to point out here is until something shows up written in one of these official sources, everyone is just making things up as they go along. And I say this as a TO. Like, check with your local TO for rulings on things if you're going to a tournament. Right. But until things are written or in writing, everyone is just guessing at what it's supposed to mean. So, yeah. That's just what I would say. Definitely. Like, I, I think that is always the big rule of thumb, is always check with your TO when you have a, a specific ability that might trigger and, and see how that it would get ruled prior. Um... Don't wait until the middle of the tournament to figure it out. I know there, it was even a problem at Worlds where, like, I think it was like halfway through the day they ruled that uh, foresight could be done in the actual attack phase as opposed to just the activation phase. Um, but yeah, that is the big rule of thumb. It is you know, I, I know a lot of people really do sit down and read the rules and try to really take apart even like the grammar and everything of how everything is worded and search for other things and do make the best of their you know ability to try to figure out what it actually does but at the same time um we are dealing with a game that is historically bad at explaining rules until we get a clarification on that um but to piggyback off of that so we had a rules forum post that says do the effects while you perform an attack such as fire control system remain in effect during the aftermath aftermath step of the attack no the aftermath step occurs after every attack but it's not part of the attack note that this means that a bonus 
attack performed during the aftermath step is subject to any while you perform an attack effects from the original attack. So, um, I'm still waiting on my Justera and Tirani ruling. <laughs> as much as, like, I get everything, and, like, I think it's still being ruled the same way that uh, Justero can proc off of Tirani's uh, Bullseye Arc ability, uh, it still doesn't, like, does that person still the defender, even though it's almost clear as day that, you know, the after attack is basically after everything happens. Um, and, and, you know, again, this goes into check with your TO and see what they, how they are ruling it before you uh, just assume it is and add it to that ability queue that you won't forget ever in the game. Um, yeah, I gotta say, I'm still not actually even sure what that one says. I, I don't know why. I just find the wording of, of what they put there to be so weird. I yeah, it, it refers to the B wings, right? It refers to B wings. Yeah, B wings right. with SCS and the stabilized S files. But so, what does note that this means that a bonus attack performed during the aftermath step is not subject to any while you perform attack effects from the original attack? Like, so is not subject spend, is weird terminology. I think if you spend the target lock to get a bonus effect. Uh, to get your bonus attack with a cannon on a B-Wing, you do not get to re-roll a die from fire control system. On um, In the, the first attack or the second? On the second attack? Yeah, so I, I would agree that that is... And, and I think that's the way it, it had been being ruled. Um, I, I don't know, I just found this one to be very strange in how it was worded. It, it took me a lot, of, lot more time than I want to admit reading it to to come to that type of conclusion yeah i'm trying to like think of any specific things that it could possibly like um now like so like it says uh this means that a uh, attack performed during the aftermath step is not subject to any while you perform an attack um so is there any like specific while you perform an attack so one one situation i, I heard brought up was so does braylon get to to re-roll dice Why would it? Or does ten get like so? So what does not subject to mean, right? Does it mean that you don't get to use any of your while you're performing attack effects? Does it mean that just the while you perform attack effects from the first attack no longer apply to the second one? I I'll have to think of something. I I know uh, it's drawing a blank to me right now, but I I think there's something out here like so. Let's see. Like I, I don't think I think the ability is always there that it's while you perform an attack. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think of something in that post later. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the there was a clarification that when you get two or more tokens from a single effect, now they are given at the same time instead of individually, which is how it had been ruled previously. So um, is this so like uh, not ten num nine num? Yeah, right. So that's a, a solid nerf there for. Uh, you know, going up against Sloan Swarms or getting a Panic Pilot or anything like that. Right. So, I mean, what, it was Nine Numb that was like it could shed both of them because they were separate. Given separate. Yeah, exactly. But damage is still dealt. At the... Damage is still dealt individually. Individually. Okay. Okay. Uh, concussion bombs. Yeah. 
Who would have thought that it would have been a one straight template? The whole time. And then Kalani, that's fine. Um, I, I think that's actually the kind of... We should adjust that. After a ship, enemy ship executes a maneuver, if it's in multiple friendly bullseye arcs, how many times can Kalani be triggered one time? That's bad, I think. That makes no sense to me. I feel like every single check for a bullseye should be a separate opportunity. I mean, I feel like this is one of those that they, it's a, I, I feel like the fly better people, they just abyss ruling because I said so. Like, it, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me with any of the other rulings. Sure. I mean, maybe it's, but this could be like precedent for other things that like the, the ability is triggering off the card and it's a once per opportunity, which we've had that rule for a, a long time. Um, even though it's multiple arcs. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, that the key is always defining the opportunity, right? Right. I mean, I think the precedent, this could, like, you know, be, like, a staple for other cards that are out there or, um, you know, coming out. Like, I think this could definitely... So do you think that this has anything to do with the fact that Nantexes are so powerful right now? Like, a ruling that, that could have just gone either way, and they're like, you know what, let's not give... Uh, a four Nantex or a five Nantex list, a bunch of target locks if someone brings Kalani along with it. It's possible. I don't know. Just Yeah. Just um yeah, we'll talk about that in a second too. Um and Hondo works exactly when he coordinates an uh enemy ship, the controlling ship gets to choose the action. I don't know why anyone thought that it would be the other way around. Um, read the read the coordinate action, and you would be easily be able to determine that. Um, other than that, there's a lot of spoiled content. There's a lot of Easter eggs in the rules reference guide of stuff that's coming out. Uh, so we won't really go into a lot of that. Uh, they're just kind of like spoiling it us. They they know what's going to be coming out for the next months. Um, so they kind of just had to load it in there now, and uh, they'll probably just make a couple hot fixes down the road. And there uh, was a lot of just totally obvious stuff in there too yeah yeah yeah. i mean like i think these are like the big things everything else was kind of just like okay thanks for clarifying this i hope you can clarify some of the other things that i still don't have my just ruling anyway point hot takes let's go into this uh so right off the bat i i want to talk about that with your what you said about the nantexes um i know a lot of people were upset that they didn't adjust the nantexes but it's kind of like we are literally getting three waves month to month like relax you know i think it's supposed to come out like a month and a half maybe uh two months of what the next points are supposed to drop um i don't know if they're still on that schedule of november like it was supposed to be but i mean we have a bunch of new ships go play with them relax about the nantexes um if it's still a problem in a month or two, then I'm sure FFG will definitely address it in that next points adjustment. So uh, I know there's a lot of cool ships coming. I mean, who knows what the meta is going to look like in a month or two. Um, so, Brett, what do you think about the lats? Um, I think they're very solid ships. Uh, the ability is great. They can take basically any combination of upgrades that you could want to put on them. It's just, it's really tough, I think, based on how high they started them, to justify putting them in over an extra Jedi. Like, just the, the naked, generic lat is more expensive than CLT Plow. 
And CLT Pro has won me plenty of games. I don't expect a generic lat to be able to do that. So I was not thrilled at the pricing. I, I think that it's a tough ability to price around, and I do think, uh, as a couple of people, or a lot of people I'm sure have suggested, it would be maybe better to take these ship chassis abilities off the cards and throw them onto like a title or something like that, because you can't price it too cheaply because it has this great ability on it, but when you price it at what might be a fair amount, it kind of becomes tough to fit in that list. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, do you have anything on the lats? Or are there any of the gunners? I know you were mentioning these earlier. Yeah, so I think... Um, so the base lat is what? Uh, generic is 51 points. 51 points, yeah. Yeah, and then the named ones, like the cheapest named one is Hound at 52. Is that right? I don't have it in front of me. Yes. Um, and then, so I'm surprised by how little difference there is between um, the generic and Hound. And Hound's ability, which is what to take a deplete or a strain, it can be pretty useful in supporting a Jedi. So I'm surprised. I feel like you would almost always just spend that one point to go to Hound. Just my thought there. And so I'm surprised that there wasn't more of a price difference there. And at 51 points, I see that they're really valuing that chassis ability really high because I think of. In many ways, a lat is like a K-Wing in terms of its stat uh, stats. And the generic, and I know you can't com compare across factions, but I think the generic Warden Squadron is 38 points. Um, but then again, the chassis ability is really strong, so I think FFG is just being uh, cautious. Yeah, and just to build off that, I will say in general, I was pleasantly surprised that just in general, the point difference between even the lowest one and the top one is only four points. So I kind of feel like, yeah, they're putting you into a place of if you are throwing one in the list and you do happen to have however many extra points you have left that you're willing to spend, you just keep moving one up for every point you have. I honestly have nothing on the last. I'm a, I'm a little worried that they're going to kind of end up being like the resistance bombers that they're just they're cool, but I think I don't know if they'll ever see play. Um, I'm generally, I think Brett, you hit it on the head with the people. Everything they're just going to end up being like, uh, why don't we just bring a Jedi instead, as opposed to these things? I mean, even with some of the crew carriers on there, like I know a lot of people are just saying, why don't you just bring Yoda because he's a lot cheaper? Not Yoda, I'm sorry, R2D2 because he's got the crew slot and he's a lot cheaper. So I I'm. Curious to see if these things are even going to stay at these points, or if they'll try to, to try to drop them. Um, so, a few other things just to note in the faction. Uh, fives is only three points. That's the one that lets you store uh, focuses and evades if you miss an attack. Uh, that seems like a really good value. And Kit Fisto uh, is only nine points. And, I mean, it's mostly just a force charge, but uh, that's one of the cheapest force charges out there. And Plo Koon's only another point. So, I mean, for 19 points, you can get two Force Charges right there. Not not too bad as far as value goes. Uh, or you can just, for 15 points, get Yoda and uh, also have two Force Points. So they, they have some... They're the Force Faction, right? And they have some cheap options now to throw that on other ships as crew carriers and uh, 
whatnot. I mean, to be fair, like, do you think that the, you say you mentioned the force faction, and we know how strong force points are? It's maybe possible that they're just like we have to overprice this stuff, otherwise it could be just completely broken. Yeah, I think that they have really painted themselves in a corner with the pricing on the Jedi uh, or the the Deltas, right? And they are there's just not a lot of room for them to go so they're they're having to be very cautious i think you're right yeah so we'll we'll see how that ends up in a couple months um so moving on to the hmps uh personally uh, i don't think i mean like i like this ship i think the chassis is really cool i don't know for 34 points and a three-point configuration if it's going to go far like i think at that point i'm just bringing two vultures or a hyena um and a little bit of toys maybe in a list you're bringing a couple of these like i don't see, i can't see you bringing more than one of them honestly uh i, I think they're a little bit high points which might be the theme of this conversation but uh, i i don't know like the firepower behind it like is just not that good like the network aim i think is requires you to have all those locks and i i don't know i I, i'm interested i know someone's going to be out there and finds the one thing that you know will break the game with these things but at first look i don't see more than one being brought in a list um which is fine um, you know, if you're not bringing Nantexes to begin with, like, you're probably doing something wrong. But, um, just looking at, like, these ships, I think they're going to burn pretty fast. And they're not going to do a lot of damage. Like, I mean, the only thing that I can really think of is that the one has the double cannon. And you really want to kind of get these things to three dice attack at the front if possible. Um, but other than that, like it's, you can't spam them. So they're not going to be doing a lot of damage in the race. Uh, so it's, it is what it is. Anyone else have any comments on the HMP gunship? No, no, (laughs) it's it. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I I think there's end up being something that someone finds and breaks this thing and realizes why it's so good. But I, I think at the same time, it's, the two dice, you know, 180 arc is okay, but I think in the end of the game, it's not going to be enough to uh, really win games. Has anyone checked to see if they've gotten the uh, side slip into TTS yet? They did. Oh, look at that. You guys are so on top of it, TTS people, if you're listening. super on top of it. Um, so, multi-missile pods, I think we all agree, are way too many points. Yeah, they're eight points. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, barrage rockets, I think we're all in, you know, agree that they are better. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I don't know, even just like dropping them a point below barrage rockets, but like having the two died, even with like the 180 arc for the same price as barrage rockets, just feels bad. I feel like just like one point difference, so they're just slightly cheaper than barrage rockets. Would have at least like mental shift made all the difference, right? Like I think the only thing that I even remotely think about taking this thing on is the uh, is the hyena bomber, that one that has the double missiles, just because it'll give it that one eighty arc. And like other than that, like not being able to 
um, have the focus to fire is huge in this. And I think that's really what hurts it is that they were kind of like basically saying that the 180 arc is the same as having the focus to fire. And I definitely don't think that's right. Well, and having 180 arc is 180 arc and two dice is the same as having three dice and just a front arc. Right. So, and like, like I said, cause you need the lock too. So it's like <laughs> you need that lock. And I, and I think that's huge, especially on like the lower, uh, um, well, it's a calculate or a lock. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. That's what I'm saying, the hyena bomber. Oh, oh is, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said I, I, I wasn't totally clear. But the hyena bomber is just because it is the calculate. Um, but like in everything else, you need that lock, and I think that's not that great. Yeah. Uh, synced laser cannon. Is that right? Uh, I'm out on this. Um, you were I know, so excited. I was so too. excited for it. Yeah, I was. And But at six points, I'm taking the ion cannon. I don't care. Uh, you know, if... So, like, with Robots, uh, yeah, sure, you can throw that on there, and you can occasionally get that, you know, range three, but if you're spending your calculates on your attack, then you're possibly losing the range bonus on that. Um, it frees up, you know, the range one if you need it for the Ion Cannon. Um, this is, like, the other thing that I think the HMP is... The only one can take it. Like, I think this might be the one that takes it on the um, HMP, the, uh, the Geonosian prototype. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the way to go with both of these. Other than that, like I said, I was so excited for it, but I think at six points, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And, and just speaking about the, the fact that the Geonosian, the one that can take it, is limited to just two, like, really hurts your, you know, hey, we're the spam faction. Yeah, like archetype. I I agree with you. I think this cannon is not what I was hoping it was going to be. Right. I mean, like, and I don't know. Like, like I said, I mean, even with these things, if they only have one calculate token, and you're spending it all on offense, then like I said, it really that second part of the card just is nonsense. Um, yeah, then it's your primary. Yeah. Right. Except you could potentially shoot a second time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even speaking for the, um, I'm saying the HMPs because they like uh, with the yeah. yeah the IGs you get the advanced short braid, so maybe you're still getting a calculate then. But uh, I think with IG88B is what we're mostly focusing on. Um, I- I'm out. I think definitely I'm still on control bots, but it's not a fun list to play. I think. In a tournament setting, it's a fun list if you like play once or twice in like a store. But like, man, because like that list just does not win by like it wins on points. Like you have like two hundred point robots, like you have to basically just win the game that way at time. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So concussion bombs. I'm in. Three two points. Three. Wow. Like so cheap. What is happening? Yep. Okay. Had to save the points somewhere. Yeah, right. They <laughs> they gave him the points everywhere else except for concussion bombs. I'm really excited for these. I'm gonna throw these on Boba like soon. I'm gonna throw them on any of the fire sprays. Yeah, yeah. Iman. Like, heck yes! I want this on both my double fire spray list. Like uh, I'm building out a list right now, and it's like, wow, maybe I should just take like an 87 point Iman that just throws these out every turn and reloads. 
Like, I can't even say that I think that's not a good idea. Is it limited? It's not limited, right? It's not. No. Yeah, I just I want that on three points. I want it on everything that can take a bomb. Mm -hmm. Whoa, wait a second. Hold up. Concussion bomb spam, the new meta. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, uh, yeah, well, it might be kind of cool on uh, on Skurgs. They do not reload. They don't reload. Yeah. yeah. Just throw this with like uh, delayed fuses. And then I was like, oh, I'll get Nim in there and I can just blow him up whenever the hell I want to. I don't know. It seems like they're for people who like bombs, they should be really excited about this. Super excited. It's bombless. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun to see how these things, um, the carpet bombs, turn out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, anything else about points, hot takes? Anything we missed? So, I knew Jonathan would come, come up. Uh, so, bef after we're done talking with points, but before we go into the resistance, I just wanted to go back that um, rules thing that we're talking about the while you perform an attack. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just after we're done points. Oh, I mean, I'm done points. I mean, we did have the first order. Okay. So, oh, right. Oh, we have the G Oh, wait, who cares? <laughs> it's a well. Fun. I mean, this it is the exists. first. This is the We've thing that seems it like it's pointed like super cheap. Like the fact that Gideon, who lets you potentially add a, a lot of attack dice, is only two points more than the generic, was crazy to me. I had that because go for the, you. Well, no, I'm. It's not the kind of list that I'm good at, right? But I, there are plenty of people who are good at that type of archetype, and Gideon is going to make a big difference. And only 40 points for that is a really good deal. It amazes me how Gideon and Malaris are both cheaper than Howlrunner is. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, though, I mean, are you saying so like, Howlrunner cheaper? No, no, no. Like, so, like, even going back to our game, Brett, where we played this. Like, getting to the point of damaging the ship, um, I think that's a little bit underestimated. Like, I think people think this is going to be very good, and when that ship is damaged, it's going to burn. But it's, I think it might be a little bit of a trick of getting that point to where it's damaged. Would you I, agree? I, like, I, definitely. I mean, so this is all anecdotal, right? Like, but, like, the, the game we just played... I was one damage away from being able to, to, you know, have a couple of really nice shots on you. Right. Uh, where I would have gotten to use this. And, yeah, it, it does really suck. And this was always true for Gideon and TIE Fighter, too, when you just miss that, that damage card uh, trigger. But still, I mean, 40 points for everything it brings is is not a bad yeah. deal in itself. No doubt. No doubt that I'm saying this is a very good ship. And uh, yeah. I think, like I said, I, I'm worried that maybe Gideon's going to burn down. And, like, I'm not even referencing our game or anything like that. But I, I think it'd be interesting to see if, you know, you. I think you have to really kind of position yourself that Gideon is going to not be taking shots because I think this is going to burn down a little bit. I mean, it, it definitely... It's got the two sh the two agility, the two shields, but um, I, I'm curious to see how many turns Gideon gets procced before he just dies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think their dial is still pretty decent. So, I mean, it's got a really, it's got turns and you know two bank blues and one bank blues. So it's, I think it's decent. 
With that being said, like I said, it might end up being one of the new metas, but I'm worried that Gideon's going to burn before you really get a lot of stuff off. It certainly does if you fly him like I do. <laughs> sure. Oh. <laughs> Self burn. I'll, I'll own it. <laughs> uh, Terex, I'm the pilot super add on. Uh, you know, like we were talking about that earlier with the. Uh, quick draw with inertial dampeners and don't think that's anything to be worried about. It's fun that you can do it, but whatever. Um, yeah, if they added this here that you could take multiple elicits of the same type, I think that would be have made this a lot more interesting of a ship. Right? If you could decide, hey, we're gonna just have dead man switches all over or pattern analyzers, like that would have been that would have been cool. But it, this one does not do anything for me. Especially when the crew card is so good. Right. Dead man switch, quick draw. <laughs> <laughs> I am the ship that loves hurting myself. Uh, Commander Malaris, 43 points. Uh, so we have automated target priority at one point. What do you guys think? I mean, I think, like I said, the more I think about this card, I think the more I'm out. I know, Brett, you said you were super in. Um, but... And I think Zach said you're super in, but I, I think still at one point, at one point, sure. Yeah. So I think that if you're going to be committing to this card, you need to really think about your initiative values a lot, which is not something I was necessarily even, you know, considering when I was just talking about how great banking a token is. But if you, you know, get to a situation where you have now killed the only ship in a certain range ban everyone else has to fire on that dead ship if you're all the same initiative. So normally it's really helpful, right, if you're all initiative matched. Uh, this is a, a card where you might want to think about making that just not happen. Right. I mean, I I think when I get, it comes down to it, I don't know if there's, like, any list that I'm, like, specifically, like, building around this card. Or, like, is this a card that you think, like, if you have a low initiative ship or something, um, like, do you just want to take it? I mean, so, if I have six I1s, I don't think I want to take it on there. Because I'm probably going to, or I very well might be in that situation that I just described, and I'm having to go half around without shooting. Um, but if I just happen to have, you know, uh, you know a, a low initiative ship, Maybe one, one, maybe two. I think I would throw it on him for one point. Like there's, there is a big potential for upside here at a very low cost. Um, if think, you, you play it right, I think it could be good on like one or two like quad jumpers, perhaps. They yeah. can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Sensor very sweet four points. I don't know how I feel about this card. I don't. I don't think I'm taking it at four points. I mean, you're you're basically putting it. You have to put them in your deployment zone on on, on at least your half of the board. Um, but I think there's better upgrades out there at four points. Yeah, I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. I can see where it would be useful, um, but it's not a card that's that really is too exciting at that point. Right. Right. Like it's it, it seems very fairly priced. I actually think, but. I just don't know if you get enough um, to take it over the other, you know, tech slot options. Right. Or just not having any tech slot at all. 
Um, but some other things, Commander Pyre, five points. I think that's fair. I don't mm-hmm. you know, Agent Tarek, six points. Uh, that's fine. That's cheap. <laughs> it's fine. Commander Malaris at seven points. Um, I, I think all this uh, Hondo Anaka at 200 points. That's fine. Um, <laughs> accurate. It's 100% accurate. So, yeah, I, I think overall, I think we're all on the same page with the FOs. Yep. All right, Jonathan, what were you going to say? Oh, so, I mean, so I was looking at this, uh, the do the effects apply while you perform an attack, such as fire control system, remain in effect during the aftermath step of the attack? And it says no. Does that mean that any card that says while you perform an attack doesn't affect bonus attacks that occur in the aftermath step? I'm saying, maybe it's even the fact that it starts out with no that's so confusing, right? But... It, it it's not clear if those while you perform attack effects actually I think, apply to your bonus attack. Uh, I'm trying you know, to think. So like, what's, what's a good while you perform an attack card? Everyone, crack shot, marksmanship, special forces gunner, predator, Braylon, Braylon, Howl runner, sinker. Right. So I'm tr- I'm trying to think Drea. of like a good one where like um. Mm. That's what I, I really have to look through the cards about. Like, let's say something like that. Uh, I don't know. Reduces your agility. Like, it wouldn't reduce your agility again, or something like that, because it's almost like a cumulative like effect. Yeah. So I mean, so like after um, bonus attacks occur in the aftermath step. So like uh, veteran turret gunner, um, stabilized S foil B wings. Um, Basically, any of the gunners, right? And the, or uh, special um, quick draw if he lost a shield in an attack. Dengar. Okay, so uh, I, I think this is what I, where I'm getting. At. You said outmaneuver. It says while you perform an attack, if you are not in the defender's firing arc, the defender rolls one fewer dice. I think this is kind of referring to something like this, where you perform the attack. Now you're performing a second attack. It doesn't bonus like stats. Like that's where my head's at with this. But does it even so apply that f- be- at all? No, I think it would. I think it would apply for the second one. Um, but it doesn't... I don't think it would stack. I definitely don't think it stacks. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't stack, yeah. But Do does you think it... they apply to both? Yeah. So, yeah, because it's just effects from the original attack. So, I mean... Mm, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed like... I felt like it used to be clear, and it feels like it muddies it. Yes, exactly. This, this was It's like, does quick draw get to use... Does quick draw get to use an extra die from special forces gunner? Because special forces gunner says while you perform an attack on on a bonus attack done during the aftermath. It just it just seems confusing. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone's gonna play it that way. Anyway. Uh, yeah. uh, to move. be honest, I didn't know those were there until you mentioned it. So, oh yeah, yeah, there's only four of them. I was expecting a little bit more. Um, so let's move on to the final topic here. Uh, so we had the resistance, the ace pack, whatever it's being called. Um, I Heroic. Is that what it's Heroic. called? Heroic. Um, it comes with what two A wings and an X wing, or is it two X wings and an A wing? Man, why didn't I pull, bring this up? Uh, two X-Wings and an A-Wing. Two yeah, X-Wings. Yeah, the, That's the Poe and the 10 and X-Wing. Okay. 
Um, so, but it comes with a, a lot of cool things. Uh, we basically have like, I mean, we've had keywords from the beginning, but like we're getting more different things. We're like X-wing. Um, so uh, we have a EPT specific just the X-wings here. So we got backwards tail slide while you boost or barrel roll. If your equipped configuration has the closed side face up, you can move through and overlap obstacles. After you boost or barrel roll through an obstacle, if you are not at range zero of it, gain an evade token. Um, so like I said, right off the bat, like this says X-Wing and configuration equipped. So you are able to bring this on the T-65 and the T-70s. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. I am, you know, a little sad that you're going to have to buy this pack for T-65s, but I'm sure anyone that plays Rebels plays Resistance as well. Um, you know who's going to love this? Colby Sperato. Oh, oh that, yeah. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, sure. <laughs> It's the Colby Sperato. Um, okay, I have so... an irrational love for Colby Sperato, okay? Again, <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how about that combined with a on a T-70 with the overdrive thrusters? Then you can do a two... I mean, to one barrel roll or one boost over an obstacle and completely clear it is a little bit harder. But to two... Like, the two template is so much larger to be able to two barrel roll across a gas cloud over to the other side. And then two gain bank the over token. something. I mean, it's two yeah. bank is if you set it up right, a two bank will certainly clear. I Man, I feel oh, like if you bring this card, you just bring the smallest rocks possible to make it more realistic. You still suffer. You still suffer the negative effects, right? Yeah, you do yeah. suffer the negative effects, and like if you land on any of the objects, you still don't get to perform an action. So uh, there's that too. So yeah, I mean, you, you, you have, have to perform to... an action anyways because you're boosting. What? Or you no, could, perform an no, I'm saying like if you a... land on the obstacle in the maneuver phase. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it in encourages people to bring more gas clouds, which I... I think so, like. too. I mean, I was thinking it might be... Oh, we should go and measure all the uh, <laughs> obstacles to see what the one goes Great through. radio. Great but, radio. But yeah. since well, it's the gain and evade that looks token... Like a mustache. Was that... I was gonna say, since it's gain and evade token, you could take it on. If Poe had it, he could do an action like focus, and then two boost across a uh, two red boost across a gas cloud, and then gain an evade token. Yeah, um, and, and that's the other thing I think is like uh, even with the gas cloud. I mean, so like the chances of you getting that uh, strain token are pretty high. So it, I mean, something like this, you're going to be down to one agility. So is that going to be worth it? You know, because you have the evade, you're only rolling one dice, uh, and then you're also basically getting an auto evade on a, a blank. You know? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Like, the math behind that just seems like it's not worth it. Like, where if you do this with the over overdrive thrusters, I might consider doing this through more uh, debris as opposed to... Well, if you do it over debris, you'd end up stressed. Or double stressed, I'm sorry. And then, If you're Poe, yeah, doing it on, as your second. Well, yeah, or, if you're doing it with Poe. Yeah, 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 but Poe. I'm saying... Because uh, the overdrive only works for a red booster oh, barrel. it must be red. Yeah, double... Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
No. Then the other question is, when would you take this over heroic in the resistance? Never. Oh, yeah, opportunity cost. Damn it. When you have two I mean, EBCs. Were... Oh, wait, that's A-Wings. What if it... What if it were zero points? I don't know. <laughs> Would you take it over no. heroic if it were zero points? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm really not sure. Like, I'm I'm having to give myself a negative effect just for the, the chance at that one token. I mean, but heroic also... I, I, I don't know. Heroic shouldn't be one point. Is where we're at. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, reading this card I think is really cool, but, like, doing the math for this card, I think it's not really that good of a card at all. It's not. I mean, it's fun, I guess it is it's neat for... It's yeah. fun. Like, but to be able to, like, uh, what is the... Collision Detector? Like, effectively, to have, like, a weaker version of Collision Detector and be able to barrel roll or boost over something especially with the overdrive thrusters yeah it could put you in positions where you normally couldn't be well the good news is t65 players you don't have to buy this <laughs> um I, so, yeah i don't actually know if the math is is that bad right so let's say i would be on the unobstructed side of an obstacle i'm a, a t70 you'll get two uh dice against me um or i could do a focus barrel roll to get to the clear side of the gas cloud get an evade token i have a focus now i'm essentially guaranteed to get two evades right i'm actually not sure if there's any way for me to not get two evades no because if i roll two blanks i have an evade token and gas cloud if there's a focus then i i can spend my focus there's no way for you not to get two evades right okay so i guess that makes a little bit more sense if you're just doing it to boost two gas clouds, then that's nonsense. I don't know. It's 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 gonna I mean, be worth playing around with, but right, right. I mean, it's, it does still give you that opportunity. To, I mean, even if you land on the gas cloud, it could be that opportunity that be like, okay, you know, you're hiding behind the gas cloud. I need to get you know my arc through the gas cloud to be able to shoot you. I mean, mm-hmm. so I guess there's that opportunity as well, right? Yeah. Uh, you fighting some pesky Jedi, and you're just like. Now, if it's two points, right? If it's twice as much as heroic, uh, then like, yeah, like we're we're talking right now. If it's free, right? And it's probably not going to be free. Yeah, I don't think they're designing anything in this game to be free upgrades outside of jamming game, jamming. <laughs> yeah. which should be an action. Um, I've been saying that since one point Eh, right. So, uh, all right. On the con- have it do a damage and then its effect, like every other damn cannon. Mm, I still think an action. I think if you did an action, even if it was an attack like type action, I think it'd be it'd be absolutely worth its points of zero. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I think I, I think if that, like I said, if that was an action, I'd pay a good like three, four points for it. To get like a, a range three jam in arc, Ooh wee! Anyway, um, so backwards tail slide starburst slash is the A wing equivalent. So this can go on both A wings, uh, rebels and resistance. After your fully executed maneuver, you may choose one enemy ship you move through. That ship gains one strain token. When then, if you are in that ship's firing arc, you gain are wait. 
you are in that ship's firing arc. Yuki and one stranger. And I thought it was if you are not in it. But um, I like this one a lot better. Like, just the, the thought of, like, A-Wing zipping around and passing through things and then being like, okay, you get a strain token. Um, it's really cool for RZ2s that can then focus and rotate. Yep. It's so yeah. sad for RZ1s that are like, oh, I guess I'm just helping out my friends. Because you know what needed more help? <laughs> RZ2s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's basically just giving you know, them a tractor mechanic. Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. You know, I mean, I sure, it's only for one shot. Yeah, Jonathan. I was gonna say, you know, the RZ two could really use some more pilots too. I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I fives. Like they're they're a little low on the initiative. I'm, I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead. No, but like at least it's, I was just saying that at least it's only for one shot. Yeah, so it's not quite a tractor token, but still. I mean. If you're bringing this on multiple, I mean, granted, like, if you, I don't think you're going to be passing through um, the same ship multiple times, but still, like... I mean, but to be fair, if you do go up against, you know, any big base one agility ships, maybe yeah. you can pass multiple through and then hammer it real good. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's gonna be cool because, like, it might like influence formation flying and like really kind of coordinating that. But yeah, it's uh, it might even have some like value on the Rebel A wings, just as like support ships. Like, if you're like flying Jake and you need to get Jake out of there, like you throw this on him and you know he's still worth his points. Yeah, just make him even more supporting. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if if Jake is flying through enemy ships, he may not be at range one to his friends. I mean, those so those turns though that like you know that you're in the traffic jam and you just got to do the five straight out of there. You know, if there's like that big cluster of ships, yeah, it gives him more than just his single way of aiding other ships. No, he's got you know one and a half ways of aiding his fellow rebels. Yes. But it's just so much better on RC2s that it's sad. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's almost <laughs> insulting that, that they're letting them both take it because it's going to be, if it's costed the same, it's just, it's sad. Yeah. There you so, go. There um, you go, Rebel A Wings. We gave you something. You're good, right? Like, our, our full can boost, right? If he, if he collides with someone, can he boost still? I can't remember. He can, he boost, can boost into, into them. Mm-hmm. He can't, like, bump into Oh, he can boost into them. All right. Oh, that, just wait. That's the there's that resistance one who can collide and still do action. Zari, yes. Mm-hmm. Zari, Bengal. Load of bullshit. Um, entire resistance faction. Yeah, so this got this has to be like four points. It'll be one. It'll be We're one. Calling it now. Calling it now. Um, okay, so we got that. Uh, Next, I wanted to go over this, the Underslung Blaster Cannon. So first thing I like want to bring up on this, it says Resistance and X-Wing. Why wouldn't it just say T-70? I don't know. Maybe there's another X-Wing in the works. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's a turret that is for the, uh, basically, T-70s at the moment. It says, after an enemy ship executes a maneuver, you may perform this attack against it as a bonus attack. Attack with a target lock. Uh, your dice can be modified only by spending a lock for the default effect. So, 
Uh, granted, you need to lock on the target to uh, do it, and it is range... Just one. Oh, it's just one. Okay, there you go. Um, and your turret has to be facing the way that they're going, so it, it, there's a lot of conditions that you need on this thing. And, like, there's a turret rotate, so, like... Um, maybe if you're like this is good on like higher uh, initiative ships and like you're being like towed by something um always have a pointing to the back so question yeah or thought this seems like something that could make uh the advanced targeting priority or whatever it is um automated targeting priority seem a little more useful as a you know, a, a, an extra bonus attack for these guys. That's probably going to be, I would think, not as expensive as snapshot. Though maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Um, as a way to to build up those calculates, it's Any possible. Thought? I mean, yeah, because I, I think the big drawback for this is the you need to already have the ship locked, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like. But maybe maybe this is a way to make targeting synchronizer not suck. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. But there's a lot of combos we can come up uh, to maybe in one game ever pull it off and get a free calculate token. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm worth in. it. <laughs> Just go back to flying A wings. Targeting synchronizer. Four points. Oh okay. Uh yeah, anyway, like I said, uh, I don't know about this card. Maybe Poe takes it and that's it. Any thoughts on that? Then he's not taking automated targeting priority, so I'm out. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, that's um it for the most of it. We can do want to run through these pilots. I mean, there's some pretty cool pilots. I mean. I mean, Temin and Poe have been spoiled already, so we can... Where we got Temin, Poe, yeah, yeah, and uh, then... Oh, how do you say these names? Nimi. Nimi. Nimi, Shireen. Nimi, Shireen, and what's the other one that's in them? Kai. Kai. C.I. So anyway, we'll do Nimi first. Uh, While you perform an attack, if the Defender's Initiative is higher than yours, you may change one blank result to a... Uh, focus result, and it is I2, so chances are you're going to be uh, having something uh, higher initiative than you. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Like We've you, seen this ability before. That's, yeah. Right? It's broad, is it broadside? Broadside. Or, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yep. It makes your attacks hit so hard. Yeah. So this, this is a pretty cool uh, X-Wing. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was an easier way to get ordnance on it because that would be huge. But or like uh, easier locks, I should say. Um, but uh, uh, even still, just the primary, I think, would be good on its own. Mm-hmm. Just focus up with her, and you're guaranteed at least one. I mean, what are the odds? Usually, it hits like or three days hits. Uh, focus hit blank. So you're almost guaranteed like three hits each turn with this if you're focused. I think, I think it's better than a focused target lock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it I gets you an average of 2.8 hits. Nice. Yeah, 84% chance of three hits, 14% chance of two. So, I mean, it, it is an incredibly accurate X-Wing. 
as long as yeah, your initiative you... is lower. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I mean, there, and as there long will as you're be saving focus for offense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be target priority number one. If but all you that. have to do is do a red or focus into a red barrel roll over a gas cloud, <laughs> get a free evade, get the gas cloud obstruction, still have your focus, uh, but then you only have two attackers. And not them get, in bullseye. <laughs> and not get sniped by that underslung blaster cannon. Yeah, so, uh, all right, so we, can, we can say that she is... You're also assuming that she has an EPT. I think. Oh, it all falls uh, apart. <laughs> I think... No, I think she'll be really good. Like, uh, Jess Pava, Bastion, sort of those yeah. mid-tier yep. T-70s. Yeah, right, you're going to have be able to have, like, a whole squad of ones that just hit really hard and for different ways, which is kind of cool. Stupid quad T-70s. Um, Alright, so Kai, Sai, whatever you want to call his name, uh, Thranali, after you... I believe it's Chai. Chai. After you... Oh man, Chai Thranali. I'm going to order that at Starbucks tomorrow. After you fully <laughs> execute a maneuver, if you moved through a friendly ship, you may perform a evade action. What I hate this card ever? so much. I just, I hate it. Would you like it's... it better if it was him going over a gas cloud? No, because this <laughs> is just going to slow the game down and yeah. you're going to have to pick up the stuff and exactly, it's right? slow like... play material. Get out of here. Now, I mean, people should be smart, right? And they'll be like, hey, look, so so I'm going to move him first and this guy second. And so he's going to go over him technically, but I'll just do it in this order to save time. But if you want a slow play, there's a perfect excuse or way to do it. And I, I do just hate things that slow down the game. Yep. Their triggers. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Yeah. Because you want people to miss their triggers. That's oh, why yeah. you hate things that slow down the game. <sighs> You figured me out. Got Knew it, you boy. Gotcha, wing. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm on board with that, Brett. Um, okay, so we talked about overdrive, thrusters. R2-D2 is now resistance. He's back in resistance form. Uh, all right, so R2-D2, during the end phase... Did he fight in any battles in the movies? Oh, he was in Poe's X-Wing in the last movie, right? I hope so, because he is in the artwork. You might be right. I think BB-8 was with Finn, I think. Yes. Yeah, because he met he was that rolling other little with the droid. horses. He was rolling with the horses. You're right. He was with Poe. Okay, so during the end phase, you may spend one charge and one shield to remove one red token. During the end phase, if you have no active shields, you may spend two charges to recover one shield and gain one deplete token. So we have regen, again, that does not need to uh, give yourself a disarm token. So I think uh, the, for the most part, like, when are you ever going to be spending a shield to remove a red token? Like, probably never, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe just, you know, you're right at the end of the game. You you know you need to do a three hard or something, mm -hmm. and and you have a shield left, so you, you do it. But, yeah, I agree. It, it's really the second part of this card that's that's useful. But I do still like that they just said, hey, let's give them four, four charges and add in a little extra functionality for that maybe this happens once every ten games situation. Right. Right, like it, it's something else that, that you could do. But, the yeah, the end phase regen with probably no consequences pretty pretty nice right and it happens in the end phase so you could just be like 
Blue maneuver. Mm, blue maneuver. <laughs> um, so granted, yeah, sure, you don't have R four astromech, but to do like turns and stuff. But I th- still think this is a uh, super strong. Yeah. The the one thing is that it's only if you have no active shields. So right. it's it's not quite a uh, get above half points free card like regular R two astromech is for them. But no one's really taking regular R two astromech on resistance anyway. So you know, with R two D two. You could talon roll four times. Stop it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Just keep doing it over and over and over again. You'd run out of shields. Yeah, that's why you get four times. You get the one for free, and then you get three oh. more with your shields. Oh, you take a shield upgrade, too. Oh, there you go. Now you got five in a row. And you get all the charges off of R2. We broke the game. R6 D8. <laughs> While you perform an attack, you may re-roll any, a, a number of attack dice up to the number of friendly ships at range 0 to 3 that have the defender in their bullseye arc. Ah, that's a lot of text that I don't care about, right? I like it for Neonum a lot. Okay. Right, he's, I mean, he's generally going to be in range 1 if you're doing it right, and it's pretty easy to have someone in your bullseye in range 1. So it's basically like giving him a, a free reroll right there. I can have Predator and R sixty eight, and that's that's pretty nice. All right, uh, so I'll let Brett take that one. Um, but that's the only ship I like. Yeah, I, I mean, I, other than that, I don't I don't see him being very. I, I think there's better things out there. Um, all right, so let's power through the A wings as I know it's going to get late for us. Um, did any of these get spoiled that I just threw all of them in here? Um, Merle Coben has been spoiled before. Okay. So why don't we start with Sefton? Oh, man. Why do these guys got, like... Why can't they just have names like Bob? Uh, after you perform... I mean, one of them's name is Merle, so... Merle. Close. <laughs> Merle Street. All right. After you perform a boost action, you may transfer one of a token to a friendly ship at range one. Um, I guess it's cool if you're trying to save, like, a ship that needs to focus or something, or... Um, you know, if it's I five, so you're going to be moving towards the later half of the initiative. So maybe you have a lot of information of who's getting shot and who's not. Uh, so it, it could be useful. Again, it's also an I five A wing, so it's going to see play. Soft resistance, Jake. Yeah, but uh, does it, it transfers you... one of your own evades? Yeah, so yeah. you have to take. That's you, you have to do an evade boost. Yeah. Still be within range one and give it to him. I mean, it's definitely not super tough to pull off. It's just seems like it would be situational for it to ever be worth it. Right. And like I said, because it's I five, like maybe you have a lot of information. But and at that point, I you mean, probably just get shot yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If something can shoot at the thing that's at range one of you, odds are it can probably shoot at you too. Um, but I think we can all agree this is hands down the. The worst of the RZ2 i5s, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Of yes. Tally, ZZ, and Lulo. And Tally is 36 points. So, I mean, God, there's not much in the way of points for them to drop with the way everything is clustered together here. But this has to be cheaper than Tally. Right? It's just, it's, it's not a very good ability. Or everyone else has to go up when these come out. Five i5s. Who's the All fifth right. one? I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm sure they'll come out with another pack of. Well, they need them. Five wings. They, they struggle. Do. 
It's this is the A Wing faction. All right. So we got Suralinda and Javos. After your performance, uh, after you partially execute a maneuver, you may gain one strain token to rotate 90 or 180 degrees. This, I think, is cool. Because you can rotate 90 degrees and get off the guides and potentially be off the ship. Because I believe this is in the rule of his reference that if you rotate 90 degrees and you can't be on the... You can't do it because of guides, you don't rotate. I'm going to have to double check that, but... I believe I remember reading that in the rules reference that if now your guides would hit, you don't rotate. But if your guides hit... I mean, granted, you probably still... Your guides would have to be touching guides, I think. Right? Yeah, I got... I, I am not... Anywhere near as excited as you are for this. I, I think I, it's, I, I just like I'd like the idea of rotating ninety degrees. I think the thing I'm most excited for is that she's an inquisitive journalist, <laughs> which I think is one of my more favorite uh, epithets from from this group of cards. Fair. That's fair. Is she from something? I don't know the name she, at all. Is she in a book? Google, Maybe. answer me this. Anyway. Well, Zach's researching that. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, other than that, like, I don't think it's going to be good, but I just like the idea of rotating right. 90 degrees. Yeah. I mean, what, would you ever... Uh, Poe Dameron Comics. Like, I don't know if I'd take her over... A, like, she's got to cost more than a green squadron, and I don't know if I'd pay more to take that. So you would think that she definitely does have to, to cost more. But if where? She like same. she's she can't be as much as Zari because Zari is useful, right? And the same I and, <laughs> and Zari is thirty five points, and the I green mean, is thirty four. Sure, more points. What if they just gave people like really crappy abilities and like were like, okay, they're going to be cheaper than the generic. I mean, we've seen it with Namlom, but Namlom's got a really good ability. So I was going to say, or give them really good abilities <laughs> and make them cheaper than generics. Uh, yeah, maybe it's cheaper. Uh, who knows what FFG is doing. I don't want to spend any more time on this card. <laughs> That's out of the way we're going to say. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, she's either, she has to be the same cost as the green squadron or one more point. I mean, even some, like, really edge cases, like, you, like, bump when you're at a quarter and rotate 90 degrees so you're not going off the, I mean, but then you just go 180. I don't know. All right, yeah, so, like, uh. How often are you taking Dalen Oberos to, like, rotate? yeah. Like, Zari basically does the same thing. You get to bump, and then you can boost and rotate. Or just focus and rotate. So you can get your arc 180 degrees or basically 90 degrees. I, I just don't get this. I mean, right. she's got to be Sorry. cheap. I know, I know you said you want to not talk about it anymore. It's just, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, Roby Tice. After you defend at attack range 1, if the attacker modified its dice, the attacker gains one deplete token. Okay. This one's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's probably better than the last card that we're not talking about anymore. <laughs> um, again, it's something that, like, I think this is... A lot of these cards, I think, are going to be into spam. That's just going to be, like, which A-Wing fits. And its abilities are cool, but, like, the overall chassis of the A-Wing is really what people are looking for. Am, am I wrong? Like, if... I think... All, all, almost all of these have a certain, like, 
decent ability. And I think that's what it's going to come down to is which ones mathematically fit into this list. And I think their ability is just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I think you're right. Like this one, if if it was a strain token, like I'd really like this card a lot, Mm. right? Because it would make some, some tough decisions in there, but it's like, okay, I have a deplete. I've already shot. I can also do that blue maneuver, uh, trick and get rid of it like you're doing with r2d2 so it's nowhere near as useful it's better than blank but it's and and it's an i4 so it's definitely got value over the green squadron this time but uh it could have been cooler yeah (laughs) or it could have been stronger i should say (laughs) um all right so any uh final thoughts on the a wings or x wings anything we missed anything you want to talk about faction still sucks <laughs> yeah they need something like I, i'm a little shocked that they just did i know that they're the theme of it is that they're just putting new pilots into cards but it needs something i, I feel bad um it, it almost seems like disney kind of kills the resistance in first order even though the first order has so much more it seems like the resistance has like b-wings are gonna come and Maybe, fang fighters. Um, you know, if if resistance gets fang fighters, I'm 100 percent in. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's a faction that I just feel like it's just poorly designed, top to bottom. It needs something at the same time that it has like stupidly broken things. So yeah, I don't know. I don't get this faction. I don't like it. We need more Ray. All yeah, right. why is Ray only in one thing? Oh, yeah. T-65 Ray. I mean, maybe we'll get the T-85 that everyone's been begging for. Um, And like I said, I don't know why they would write X-Wing and Resistance, Resistance instead of just writing T-70 on that one. Um, okay, so before we close out, we are in talks of the group championship. Uh, we said it's going to be through Tabletop Simulator. Um, I believe our tentative date is November 7th. We are literally just hashing out the final details of it. Um, I believe it is going to be extended. Um, there is going to be an entry fee because Top Deck is sponsoring it, and I believe they are actually using some of their prize kits that they have. So there's going to be actual FFG support from this uh, tournament, so keep an eye out for that. We will post it everywhere uh, through you know our pages and everything. And, and like I said, there's, there is going to be an entry fee, which I know we don't normally do, but it's going to be Top Deck-sponsored event, and there will be prize uh, credit awarded to the top players so i mean i know that might appeal to a lot more people in the local area because they can get to top deck to spend the credit and they they literally like give everything back that they put into the tournament um so i I know like first place usually gets a good good chunk of that money um so like i said november 7th will keep us we'll keep you tuned on the details and uh clear out that date if you plan on playing i believe we're going to be doing streams and everything of it and it should have a good time um any other things general anything covid we're now an among us podcast moving forward we're on among us podcast we okay so um i i believe i didn't talk to you guys about this uh but i think we are opening up the 
Liberty Squadron Discord server to everyone, um, our main server, so we can, I, I think we're going to really kind of, like, I know Squadrons is coming out on Friday, and I know a lot of X-Wing people are excited for that, so we're going to be opening that up to the general public that is in our Liberty Squadron Facebook group. Um, and like I said, I know a lot of people are excited for Squadron, so we're going to start like organizing some things for that in the Discord. Uh, everything's kind of set up, so if you're listening to this and you are in the Liberty Squadron Facebook group, then definitely look for the Discord link, and uh, we, we're going to be having like a lot of Squadron stuff going on. And we have like all the other miniatures... Um, I know we try to limit it to like anyone like local, but I know a lot more people are coming into the group and I know Nick does a fantastic job with the Legion stuff in there and all that other, um, channels. We, we kind of cleaned it up a little bit. I know it was a little messy, but like I said, so we got X-Wing in there. We got Legion in there. We have squadrons now coming. Um, and, and it's just a great place to chat with people in the local, um, we might also be doing, we still have to figure out which discord we are using for the, group championship and then we will let that go so um uh, thanks everyone for listening like i said keep an eye out for us on squadrons i'm sure you'll see everyone i mean you guys are planning on getting it right brett i know you're squadrons squadrons i I already have it pre-ordered i am so excited we're gonna get jonathan playing it all right (laughs) squadrons squadrons I don't. I don't have a uh, helmet and a uh, chair and a. Uh, Would you like a Kylo Ren helmet? Joystick. <laughs> I could sell to you cheap. You know, I don't. I don't have my virtual reality cockpit designed and in my basement ready to go. No, well, you got like yet. five days, man. Stop work. Start working on it. All right. So on that note, I want to thank everyone for listening. Check us out on Discord. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Check us out on Patreon. Uh, the R2 cards are ordered, and they should be here any single day now. Literally, they are shipped. Uh, so prize support for the league will be finally going out. Um, I know I've been saying that for a while, but like I said, we are. I wanted to get these cards out for you guys, and thank you for being patient. Um, and they will be going out to all the Patreon members as well. So that is on the horizon. And thank you guys again for listening, and have a good night.